0: What's going on moms and dads welcome to the fade you podcast episode 197 recording on can you believe that 197 that's crazy recording on Tuesday March 7th it is we are deep into conference tournament season Uh, we got some wrapping up tonight some just getting started today and it's a great time of year we absolutely love it so we're thrilled you're here to join us today my name is Matt Got the usual dads with me here. Well, most of them, at least. We got Kmart here with his assistant. Kmart, how's it going?
1: Pretty good. She's she's trying to find me another winner for tonight. Beautiful.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> Professor Poopy Pants. Yep, yeah.
1: She, she had some poopy earlier. It was, <laughs> <laughs> Chris was showing off a coin. Man,
0: that's nothing <laughs> compared to what I had to clean uh, up. Poop infested episode already. <laughs> we got Neil here, the Bucket Boy. Neil, how's it going?
2: So happy to be done with my poop days. I can't tell (laughs) you. It's a a great accomplishment as a dad when you get through that. And I can just focus on finding poop versus it being thrusted upon you.
0: Chris, you love poop. Have have you had much poop in your day today?
3: Yeah. uh, Well, thank the Lord uh, rode Kyle on some spider poop. That was the easiest bet of all time. Then this morning, and then uh, gave a little bit back with uh, the Ramblers of Loyola Chicago, and uh, and with Louisville, arguably the worst team in uh, Division One this year, and uh, hey,
0: four and what Cal- did they
3: finished, Matt, four and twenty-eight or something. <laughs> I don't
0: know, but Cal yeah. might have something to say about that, Chris.
3: Hey Cal Covers, baby Cal Covers. <laughs> um, you didn't Merrimack. write me on
0: Cal Baptist, Chris.
3: Yeah, there you go, Cal Baptist. I was thinking of what the other one. I I uh, bet that one to cancel out. But then, what do we got tonight? We got Merrimack. Ralph Michael. Shout out to Ralph Michaels, the pen, giving out good, uh, awesome trends. Fifty nine percenter. We got Merrimack, and then I think Tarleton State fits that too. They lost twice to a team in the regular season. Now they're laying points in the tourney. So go, go smelly lines.
0: Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. We're going to talk a little bit of college hoops and conference tournaments and mid-majors. And we'll talk about kind of what we like to see happen in March. Everybody's going to have a different opinion on this one. So look forward to that conversation. A couple of housekeeping things. First, the – Fade You Podcast is the sports betting show for the everyday better. Whether you are a total DGen, like everybody on this podcast, or you just want some action, we are glad you're here and hanging out with us and checking out our show. Whether you're new or been here with for or been here with us for a while, easy for me to say. Welcome. It's good to have you. And we look forward to many great shows focused on college basketball throughout March and uh, going forward for the next few weeks for sure. Definitely make sure you're following us on Twitter at Fade you Sports. Ton of good stuff. Uh, retweeted uh, by, by all the dads. And if you are listening to this, make sure you're aware that there is a video version of this available on our YouTube channel. You can watch the show live when we do live streams. Uh, that's definitely a good time. And if you are watching this on YouTube, thank you. Please give this a like and subscribe to the channel. And make sure you subscribe to the pod as well so that if you miss a live stream, you can go back and listen to it definitely listen to our booze bracketology from over the weekend uh that was great uh really great feedback on uh, on jared's performance especially uh so shout out big red shout out jared uh the people love jared and need more of him for sure there's a lot of jared available uh people want more of our
2: are you talking about his girth or his
0: uh, everything all of it okay all of jared yeah can't know, he
1: was a big part of us a year ago, and now he he's just too cool for school.
0: He's a busy dad. Uh, he's a busy dad. So we need more Jared. Um, fans love Jared. So check out Booze Bracketology. That was a, a, a really fun discussion, that we, and we still have a lot coming with that. Uh, our episode with Adam Trigger last week. Adam is on just the craziest heater you've ever seen over the last couple of weeks. So that was a great show. So check out uh, our last few episodes as well. But on to conference tournaments in March, and right now we got the Horizon League Championship. I've got Northern Kentucky and Cleveland State in the background. Uh, last night we had a, a absolute classic in the Sun Belt. That was a great finish. We've got the West Coast Conference ending tonight with Gonzaga and Saint Mary's. Always a good battle. So, man, I mean, March Madness is great, but this week of conference tournaments is awesome i don't know what i'm just sad i can't go to a game because the big west isn't in anaheim any longer it's all that's, happening that's in Vegas. Travesty.
1: that was so much fun when we'd go just get absolutely drunk pre-game actually, there's five,
2: isn't there now it's five different conferences are doing their tournaments in vegas now
0: yeah, yeah. I think well, it's going no, to I'll be too. there one day. <laughs> Wild. To that, to that point, Neil, there there are some who say this is actually the better week to go to yeah. Vegas than because there's it, there's less people there this week than there will be next week. Uh, shout out Ross in the comments. We we do love Vegas. Ross actually lives in Vegas, so uh, Ross could go to a lot of games this week. Um, but yeah, there's less people there this week there are all those conference tournaments that you can go to. There's still great action in the sports book. So there are some who say that conference tournament week is actually the weekend to go.
2: Yeah. I never really yeah. believe. I never really believe that, but I'm kind of leaning. I don't know why this year more than any other, I'm sort of leaning like there's just been games all day long. I feel like there's more of them too. Um, that are, that are spread out over this midweek. It's, it's kind of bum being at work earlier today. I, Oh, my employer's not watching, but I was pretty unproductive. I
1: was gonna say I mean, going you weren't watching.
2: No, of course <laughs> yeah. I was, right? So I, yeah. freaking the, your first fire, your favorite bet, Richmond. Yeah. Tipped off yeah. Man, 8 30 AM. Spiders. Yeah, fall that I
1: Tried to piss it away. Yeah. Uh. And was, it never
2: stopped. And it only gets worse. Like tomorrow there's even more. Um, The the eight 30
3: games are the best. It's like the op. It's like the uh, opposite spectrum of the, the 9.00 PM in Hawaii. It's (laughs) like, oh, we get it eight 30 better wake up and put your bets in folks. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's a great week. Um, and it's, it's very close to what we're going to get next week with the tournament starting too. So, all right. We wanted to have a conversation about big picture, what happens in March, um, I got this idea over the weekend when uh, Northern Arizona out here in the, in the whack uh, had a crazy or no, it was the NA, NA is big sky, right? Yeah. They're big sky. They had a crazy upset over number one seed in the big sky, Eastern Washington. And on one hand I was like, Holy shit. That's amazing. Like we live for upsets and, and crazy finishes this time of year. But on the other hand, I was like, well, that's really shitty for Eastern Washington, who had a great year, and now the Big Sky isn't going to get their best team into the big dance. So I kind of started thinking about it and was like, well, what's better? Is it better to have chalk advance and get these classic matchups later in the tourney? Or is it better to have Cinderella come in? and underdogs pull up sets and throw the whole thing into chaos. But then that has some consequences down the road as well. So are you a chalk guy or are you a dog Cinderella guy? Kmart, why don't you start?
1: I mean, I think it's a combination. Like I mean, we we like our dogs. We like taking points, but eh. To what degree? Like I, I'm all I'm all for rooting for Yale plus ten, you know when they were in it. But you know, money line are they are they going to actually compete in a round of 32? If they get to the Sweet 16, are they going to actually compete? You know, we saw we see St. Peter's do it. You know, last year, I mean, they, they got me. I, I watched them all year and I just couldn't couldn't see it. Uh, just kept fading them and having having to do the double down method. Because I'm just like F this team. They're not that good. Um, and it's fun, you know, going back going back to all of us in Vegas, I forget what year it was, what slightly off center, Tennessee upsetting Michigan state. Like, I mean, that's, it's fun, like in a sports book, but then the next round when they get bounced and it's just not even a game it's that's where I don't really care for it as much, you know, it's fun in the moment, but then it, it really takes away, you know, tournament action. And then you just have, you know, similar to college football, a bunch of, top teams but one team's rolling over the other similar to what Georgia did in the final so I mean there's there's not as much parity you know when you got 64 teams but you know you're still going to get someone who can just shoot the lights out like St. Peter's did and that's why they were good they just all of a sudden were hitting three after three when they were known for defense prior to that
0: Kmart, I think the the Middle Tennessee, Michigan State year, that might have been the Chili Dog year. Uh,
1: I think the Chili Dog year was, I think that was the year before. The Chili Dog year was when I was waiting for you and Kevin to get to Vegas. And I was watching USC come back against Providence at uh caesars by myself and going oh just looking for anybody to high five me i was like i was like jimmy v just like anybody anybody just someone celebrate with me
0: a little different than usc last year a little bit yeah fuck miami right
1: still and they're they're still getting me they're even better and i i I just (laughs) i don't like them
0: okay so kmart makes some good points uh neil where do you stand on this
2: I would stand and say, I I would want, I thought last year, just sort of in the whole way it worked was about as perfect as I would like. I will take one Cinderella that no one knows about up until the Elite Eight, right? Take one team, get them all the way through, have that one nice story. Get one, you know, team in the teens that makes it through the first weekend. So you get that nice story and have them come out. Um, if they get bounced on the Sweet 16... Fine. If think it bounced in the Elite Eight, you know, that's fine. I think it's a good story. But I'll take one I'll take one. Like Kyle said, at some point their luck's gonna run out. Um, you know, St. Peter ends up, I think they lost by 20 then to North Carolina, and that final four, I mean, was as about as blue blood as you could ask for last year, right? With North Carolina, Duke, Nova, and Kansas. Um, I mean, I think that's the that's the type of final four that you that you want to see and have good games. But I I, I like seeing one team you know sort of put them on the map and and let them go but I at the end of the day I think he, we want to see the best teams no one wants to see a 20 point blowout which is bound to happen at some point with some of these smaller teams but it's nice for the the little guy to come out and give some love there's always a good story behind it too so
1: uh, yeah but Neil I mean, so
0: you, you or go ahead Kyle
1: I was going to say like don't get me wrong like I mean an 11 seed going that distance like I don't I don't mind it cuz a lot of them can be undervalued it's just more of those thirteens, fourteens. You know, I think even a fifteen got to the Sweet Sixteen. Well, that was St. Pete yeah. last. That was St. Pete yeah. last year. So it's so it's I mean, just, yeah. yeah. You, like the eleven sees, those are fun. Like up until, like a lot of people think, oh, 11, you got no shot against a six. But there's that's where the true parity is: six, eleven, the seven, ten, the eight, and the nine. All those are such coin flip games. You know, these playing games with the eleven seeds. I mean, those are those are great. Um, and I don't I don't mind seeing them. I mean, hell, even going to uh the final four, we saw Wichita State do it, I think in the first ever playing tournament. So, you know, that that's kind of where I end it. You know, eleven I don't mind seeing them go, but anything higher, it's it's truly starts to drop off the talent. And well, that's because remember, I'm like with these.
2: Well, yeah, your 12 seeds are going to be your bubble team, right? Your bubble teams. And then. Well, your mid-majors. Seeds, not, I don't know about so much as 12, not 12s, because generally it's passed up. I mean, your 12s your twelves last year, right? Wyoming, Indiana had a play-in game. I'm looking, your 11s were Rutgers on game. 13 through 16 is your. I don't even know if you call it mid-majors. What's lower than, yeah. yeah, what's lower than the mid-majors, right, when you talk about those teams? That's 13 to 16, you know, almost solely. So your 12s are generally, I think, right, your 12s are your bubble teams. Maybe you'll get, like, maybe like a Charleston this year if they end up winning tonight, you know, and they end up 30 and 3 or something, have an 11 and 10. But I don't want to even be shocked. People are saying that they're not even going to be, they wouldn't make the tournament, right, if they lose this game. Imagine having a 29 and four record or whatever and not making a tournament,
0: but um, so yeah, you get
1: a strength of schedule.
0: Your, your, um, I guess your boundary is final four because
2: get to the elite eight. No, we don't need you in the final, we don't need you in the final. So,
0: Loyola, when Loyola did it, that didn't do anything for you, sister Jean. Mm. When Loyola made the final four, no. No, that was. It was a cool
1: story, but then it, (laughs) like, it was a cool story once. But having to hear the story four times
2: (laughs) killed it. Right, you get the story the first. That's what I'm saying. You get the story to Cal's point. Like, you get that story the first week because everyone's like, "Oh my god, how does this team make it?" You hear the story the one time. You're going to hear the exact same story if they make it to the final four. You hear the exact same story the second time. But like, I mean, Matt, I I think it depends on who you ask. I mean, none of us
1: really give a shit about most of these schools who have made these tournament runs, but say we went to the school or have some type of fandom with them. I mean oh, fandom. Chris jumped into this with fandom, but I think that's where it changes. You know, if if you have some type of invested interest, that's when it's like, oh yeah, you love it. Of course, it's the best thing ever, even though you didn't expect them to win round one. But you're you're there for the ride and you're enjoying it. It's
0: I don't know. Fair enough. Chris, you love dogs and upsets more than most people I know. I'm curious your your thoughts here. Is it, is it a nice balance like these guys are saying? Or do you just want as many dogs as possible, as much chaos as possible? Give me upsets. Give me crazy shit. Where, where are you at on this one?
3: Yeah, I tend to agree with Neil, I guess, once you get down into those lower ones. But I mean you know like george mason and stuff like that it was super cool i mean you know when we were young when that came out you know and like those are a team now obviously we know like every school because they're such the gens, we pay attention to all the poop but back then it's like who the hell george mason you know but uh i do I, I do like to see it just because maybe if the people are gonna you know generally think oh we'll fade this team like they're just lucky so it's kind of cool to see that team just keep proving people wrong um you know but uh i was i was in vegas with uh with denny of all people the year that Who? he had bc i don't know if we'll ever see a 16 a <laughs> one ever again i never thought we would i remember driving back from vegas that day because we did like a thursday friday trip and came back saturday just for the first couple of days and i remember just being like oh my god i think they're gonna fucking do it and they did, and, and and obviously they lost the next round. But that still is, is awesome to me because, I mean, I got text from my brother who lives in Baltimore. Oh, my God, did you see it? So it's still cool, though, because it goes to show that, that that's why they play that tournament. And, uh, I mean, it does suck, like these guys say, to, to the next round, that they're not competitive. But it's cool because every round there is. Like, we were there last rep. It's you're going to see one in the 64. You're going to see one in the round of 32. You're going to see one in the round of 16. Every round, it's kind of cool to have that one team, that shock. So I like like one around. Even if there's like a six or seven point dog in the final four, it's fun to, to see it. And everyone, oh my God, how did UConn not do it? Or how did, I can't believe, you know, Duke lost. It's like, okay, I guess you don't follow sports. It happens every fucking year, but <clears throat>
0: Do you guys think that there's something unique about basketball that makes it more cool when that happens? Like college basketball, I mean, you just contrast it with college football, right? You get these little schools no one's ever heard of from little towns. that No one knows where the fuck they play. Like people don't even know what state some of these small schools are in, right? Like, Like if you were to say George Mason, where is that? How many people actually know that, right? Not very many. One, Maybe money on Weber,
2: could... one money on Weber State last night. No clue where the fuck it is. <laughs> Utah. Good to know.
0: <laughs> there you go. But I, I, do I think... feel
1: like we had that discussion last year, Chris. Like, where the hell is Weaver State? And I was like, oh, it's in Utah. Well,
0: and Kyle, you made the That's joke where, about uh, middle Indiana Tennessee, Miller, right? Monday, mm. Yeah, slightly off center. Yeah, yeah. Where, where in the middle? Is it right in the middle? Right, or like, yeah. where is it? <laughs> Just
1: outside Nashville and Memphis? Yeah. I, who knows?
0: So do you, guys, do you guys think there is something unique about like the charm of basketball and seeing David go up against like the blue bloods, like you were talking about earlier, that in a lot of other sports, just the athlete, like football, I don't know if this would ever happen in football because you just get better athletes at bigger schools. So is it something unique about basketball in this tournament that makes it so much more that we root for it?
1: I mean, like for me, it's if you had Drake, playing against duke david versus goliath like do you yeah i want to see drake play well you know because i've enjoyed following them for i don't know the past seven years but do i do i really want to see them beat duke and advance further like maybe because you know obviously if there's another upset you know okay it's it, it could still be a good game we see a lot of you know 11 verse 14s or what I don't, I don't remember what it is, but see, you know, double digits, you know, playing against each other. But like for me, a true, like a David versus Goliath, I'd rather see is like, I don't know. I'm trying to think who's number one this year, like Houston against, I don't know, West Virginia, you know, a team that everyone's kind of down on they've played really good competition so they're just kind of sitting there not expecting much that to me is where like the true like competition comes out cuz everyone's going to be oh there's no way there's no way you got a team that lost 5 games all year versus a team that lost 14 games no no comparison when on paper and if you look at what they do <laughs> there's there's a lot that they can do to disrupt what, what Houston does so that's that's where i like to see it instead of a blue blood versus a conference, you know, that's essentially D2.
0: So with no Eastern Washington, let's say Weber State comes out of the big sky, right? They would be a 14 probably. So who who's a team that's going to be a three? Like an Auburn?
1: Auburn, Arkin? No, not Arkansas. But... See
0: somebody who's a, somebody who's like a top Texas to team, Ken Palm, team, Kansas,
1: right? even Gonzaga. Yeah. Arizona.
0: What do you think Chris about just, I mean, you're the one who always wants the bigger playoff in football, right? Yeah. You want to see the upsets. You want to see lesser. You want to see the, the American teams get to play the SEC teams in football. Do you, is this, how different is this from what we're talking about? Like little school, mid-major, I mean, winner of the Patriot League playing up against the big boys. How, how different is this what we're talking about?
3: Yeah, my, my reasoning for the football is because, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking more like seeds three to eight is, is, is gonna, they're going to beat each other up and get to go play. And, um, you know, I, I'm just like, are you telling me that like, A team like you know whatever seed six that didn't make it in the the top four this year wouldn't wouldn't have competed against you know tcu of course they would have so that's my point but uh you know maybe nobody i mean look at ohio state's a field goal away from not even you know sending georgia packing so um stuff like that happens but yeah the cool thing about basketball is uh yeah. I mean, we always played modern day at Bosco and like, we were always within two or three points and then they would pull away and win by five or six. We, we just couldn't get over the hump, but that's, what's cool. You're all like in basketball. It seems like they're always, and, and obviously we, we see a, about a couple two or three, maybe every tournament we see that maybe not all legit buzzer beaters, but last second shots, because if you're down, if you could just hang, within a bucket or two, keep it within five, and you hit a a three, get a stop, and hit another miracle three, all of a sudden you should have lost the game, but you pulled it out, and that's what's cool about basketball. Actually, with the one-and-ones. the one-and-ones, and and, with football, you're up by two touchdowns. That's a lot of work to go get that score, kick it off, get a stop, force a punt, and go down and get 60 more yards. Where basketball, the possessions are so quick, it can happen fast. So. And I think my <clears throat> what I said for basketball
2: and the reason is so a little bit different is that you have teams that if you're a senior and you're 22, 23 years old going against these, you know, one-and-done freshman type of teams, I, at the end of the day, those are still 18-year-old kids on that one-and-done. They may be, you know, the next big thing off to the NBA – The discrepancy between a 23, 22 year old kid who's been in a program, you know, for four or five years has built like a camaraderie with their teammates over that time. I mean, you see it. You can how many times you you go to, you know, go to the Y and watch a bunch of 45 year old men with knee braces on. And these guys have been playing with each other forever. They could dominate, you know, much more athletic you know, kids in their 20s, just because they know where they're supposed to be. They know where their teammates are going. They've been doing it for years. So you look at a team and I'll like, I'll say, and I watched this game yesterday, um, but like Furman, right? If you go back, that was was one of the coolest things given what happened last year to them, losing, yeah. their cha- losing that championship game to Chattanooga. On that miracle shot, I think I remember texting our group saying wild last year that I I won't forget it, that thing was wild that Furman, you know, lost that one after they were, you know, faves in that game. And then you, you know, you hear the story last night that like their top three players all decided to return. Like they had offers, they could have gone anywhere. So you've got three seniors that have been there; they they they've been playing together. And what you see, you saw them come out yesterday, and they beat a chat. You know, they beat a good Chattanooga team. Like that, that to yes. me, that Furman team can go play with it. Like they they have the experience to go play with anybody. You know, I, it's going to be a, that one's going to be an interesting you know team to see where I they agree. where they sort of land, just given the experience that they have, and sort of again, you saw like what it meant to the program would have been like 43 years or something since they had made the tournament.
3: And, and it was that was a very cool,
2: like that was a very cool scene for a very small program. Yeah. And just hearing that story of what the guy, you know, <laughs> that the guys all decided to come back, but they had such a sour taste in their mouth. And they're like, no, we've got to, we've got to fix this one. And,
1: and, and that's you love to see. Yeah. I mean, you stole what I was going to say. I mean, that's, and I think that's where, you know, you're hearing this week is, better in vegas because you have the pageantry and these kids who have who actually care about their jersey yeah you know and that's the difference and that's that's why this week is fun because and that's why college sports i think are better than pros in so many ways because they actually give a shit they're they're playing for their school for their for their teammates instead of for themselves and for a paycheck i mean i you know a lot of these blue bloods they're they're there to get to the next level and make that paycheck so you you just don't see the passion as much you see the anger but i think there's a fine line between that and and passion and that's what you see in these games that are going on right now and that's that's where it's fun but then when you get to the tournament you know you saw these kids where it could be their last game but no, I well, especially <laughs> with the
0: the smaller conferences, right? The one-bid leagues where it's like, mm-hmm. all right, we this is our one shot to get in. Like, I mean, the Pac-12 tournament, and like, those are good, and those can have really good games and finishes. I'll never forget uh, Isaiah Thomas winning the Pac-12 tournament for Washington on a crazy shot. I mean, that was probably 10, 11, 12 years, 12 years ago at this point. Ago. But, I mean, with with the swag and, like, the – the horizon and the summit league, where it's like, all right, guys, we have one chance to get in and we have to win our tournament. And when you talk about guys playing for their jersey and like playing for that once in a lifetime chance, none of those guys are going pro. So I I would totally echo what Kyle said, especially with those small one bid conferences. It's just it's so fun to watch. Like watching the the Sunbelt yeah. final last night, you could see that thing was so tight and so close between South Alabama and and Louisiana, it just, I mean, it doesn't get better than that.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like when Long Beach State was in it 10 years ago, 12 years ago, with Casper Ware and George Enos, who actually, you know, scratched an NBA franchise, the Thunder, like that. I, I thought that team had a chance, you know, they came up just short against I think New Mexico State. But, you know, that's, I think when you have, you know, a reason to care, that's when it makes it more. But then there'd be somebody on the other side saying, uh, screw that story.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, how fun was it to watch that, like Steph Curry at Davidson make that run? Do they make the or Sweet Sixteen or something? Like nobody really knew what Davidson was either. Um, uh, was it how long ago did Oral Roberts? Was it two years ago when they almost made they 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 were like with was it Ohio? Who did they play? They played a big school, and they were they were probably catching ten. I, I was I remember. Walking into the bar, and some lady had an oral shirt on, and they were cheering for. And I think they covered, I think I had the points, but um, I think this, like Neil said, there's something about these teams that are smaller that come back together. So, those guys might have been freshmen that year, sophomores, and now they're seniors, and they won 28 games. They win this tournament, they're gonna almost be a 30 win team. And I mean, to, to do that, to run, they're like what 18, 19, and 0 in conference, to do that, I don't care what conference you play in, that's pretty badass. There are only four losses, are to like St. Mary's and Houston, like all these good ass teams that are going to be in the, the tourney anyways. So I mean, if they get disrespected and get like a like an eight, nine10 seed, a lot of people are not even going to really know who Oral is. They're going to say, "Oh, they they play in the Summit League. Who the fuck are they?" But we're going to see. We're going to. It's probably going to be a smelly ass like plus three and a half, and we'll, <laughs> Lord knows, I'll be all over it with Kmart and buckets and Joey Cheese and everyone. Yeah. Absolutely, Yeah, uh, you were Neil, right.
1: They, oh, so I was just going to say, Chris was right. They beat Ohio State,
0: uh, that's I think Tennessee, I they... and then lost to Arkansas. No, I thought a it was years ago. I thought it was, Florida. I thought it was Flo- I thought Florida. Florida, yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida was Florida. Was it two years ago? Was Chris right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, two years yeah, ago. Okay, there you go. Nice, Neil. You mentioned Furman. Chris, you mentioned Oral Roberts. As we're we're looking ahead to some of these wrapping up, and uh, some have a couple more days to go. Are there any mid majors? you guys are are looking at that you just want to see get in and get through. I mean, we gotta pour one out for Kyle's South Dakota State Jackrabbits. I know that's a team that Kmart always has his on I saw they went down last night, so won't be them this year. But are there any other small schools, mid majors you guys want to shout out? Say hey, keep an eye out for these guys. Like they're pretty damn good or they're a great story. Any that come to mind?
1: Say UNC Asheville at this point, possibly Drake, who I mentioned earlier. Um, just you know, both play solid defense, but UNC Asheville has a kid, and he's like 6'11. He, he, he kind of looks like me if I was 10 inches taller. Um, but you know, long hair, kind of like Todd, and I think he was recruited by Tennessee, and he just he just. Uh, I don't know if it was the recruits, I don't remember the entire story. I remember hearing about it this weekend, but he's good. Um, so if he gets hot because he can shoot from the perimeter, he can rebound, pass you know, he can kind of do it all, doesn't have tremendous size, but you know, that's that's a team to look out for. Drake, I like them similar to they're kind of like St. Peter's where they play solid defense. They're for a Drake team, their offense isn't as good as it's been in years past, but I think you know a dangerous team, you know, in the tournament, you know, at least taking the points on them.
2: Uh, for me, I, I think if I was going to outside of Furman, like, I I want to see Toledo make it, and I want them to play, like, a Bama in the first round. That total is going to be, like, 180. Um <laughs> Toledo <laughs> is the second-highest scoring team at 85. They're on like a 13-game win streak right win streak right now in MAC. Shin. Um, I don't think they're it's out it's of conference. 15-game. Cool. I don't think the MAC's getting more than one team in. I don't think that it's not a very good conference, and they have a pretty poor out-of-conference schedule um, that they play beforehand. Like, the, there's really not a notable win on their schedule other than like, I mean, Vermont's going to make the tournament, but. Um, so cool. Man, that team can score, and I think if you get to a point where you can score and hang in there with, with some teams, I think they could cause a problem. Um, just with the pace, with the pace that they play, um, that'd be an interesting one. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to root for for the Toledo Rockets to to hopefully win the MAC and come out of that.
0: Nice. Who's Who's coming out of the Big West?
2: Bakersfield. <laughs> I mean you know who I want, but
3: <laughs>
2: Matty tonight, Bakersfield Northridge. Oh wow. We're we gonna get some clanks in that one. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh my goodness. I was, was gonna post 105. Um,
2: 125. They have gone, they have like they had their games were like 143 and 136. And they've chalked wow. up a 125. I'm thinking that's the prime under spot tonight in that one. Nasty. I'll, I'll
1: go with Hawaii. Just middle of the pack. But they play somehow that little-ass team plays good defense. So if they can get hot from the perimeter. I mean, most of their games they play tight anyway. Um, I'll just take a shot on them and not be a homer with Long Beach State.
0: Whose favorite is it uh... – Santa Barbara, UCI, uh, UCI, UCSB mm-hmm. are
1: the top two. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. That was a, a good look yeah. at some conference tournaments, good fun conversation about what to look forward to in March. Um, what we're going to do next, brackets are coming out on Sunday. Uh, we'll for sure have a show. I don't know if it's going to be Sunday night. I don't know if it's going to be Monday. I don't know if it's going to be, uh, I don't know who's going to be on it. So we will for sure have something. Are you guys doing anything with Joey leading up to that for like some of the bigger tournaments that are going to be wrapping up this weekend?
1: Yeah, like I th- I mean, there's no point of doing a Saturday show. So maybe, and I'll be driving the Tahoe. So I'm thinking like Thursday, Friday, if some of the bigger okay. ones kind of start getting under the way, we can start talking about those. You get
2: some, yeah, Friday night, right? You get to, You get a bunch of semifinals because Saturday yeah. has a and bunch then- of... Championship you know, game. Su- so Sunday Friday night after be
1: selection day. Sunday or you know Monday yeah. it, it doesn't we can do a matter. first
2: reaction. Yeah, we can do like a first yeah. reaction on Sunday.
0: Yeah, we can we can definitely do an initial bracket reaction. Um get that out and man, God, tournament's almost here. Oh, what what crazy. a fun yeah, the players' championship this weekend at TPC sawgrass. It, it is gonna be just a phenomenal weekend. And I can't wait. And uh we appreciate everybody listening, so keep an eye out for our other stuff coming up. Um follow the Twitter at fade you sports. You'll see when we go live with this stuff. And if you miss it, make sure you subscribe to the pod so that you can listen back. We got you covered for March madness. Uh, going to be a really, really fun next couple weeks. Once the tournament gets underway, we are going to have Ariel Epstein on in a couple weeks weeks, talk some baseball and all these crazy new rules. So tons of good stuff coming up. Keep following us at FadeU. Chris remind everybody. Sometimes what happens
3: when you bet on poop? Like, louisville like that you get one giant turd more like loyola man all all they
1: had to do was hit a three at the end to get you know those uh line line betters you know a push shitty result
3: no trophy for you